Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Opsted, sitting down with co-host Keith Myers, here to talk Seahawks football. We're talking about the safety position group in our continuing series uh, covering all of the Seahawks 90-man roster. Uh, we're up to the safeties. We've got one more show to go after this. We're going to take a look at special teams. And uh, welcome in. It'll be a fun conversation today. Yeah, this is an interesting group because. Um... It seems very top heavy, but that at the same time, there's, I think there might be more talent here than most people think at the same time. Oh, I, I agree. I think you, I think you're higher on this group than I am. So, uh, getting into all of the, you know, nitty gritty of all of that, um, will be interesting. Yeah. I think we agree, you know, at, you know, with Quandre Diggs, I think we're, we're in agreement with Quandre, um, where it gets a little wishy washy is Jamal. We'll talk about that. I love the Julian Love signing. Um, we, 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 I personally fell in love with this player in the evaluation process after we got him. I just think he's the perfect fit in this, uh, in this roster, um, specifically because he does so many things so well. And then we drafted a guy, Jerry Reed, that the team absolutely loves uh, mm-hmm. in this draft late, seventh round, uh, but the team values him higher than that. And it'll was be it interesting seventh round or sixth round. Is it sixth round? I guess it was sixth. Sixth round. Sorry. Don't want to don't want to shortchange him on that. Um 
because we we drafted our, the the running back guy uh, in the seventh round. Um, and then they were the the player that Pete Carroll called out specifically about who stood out in camp that was unexpected for you. Jonathan Sutherland's name came out. Um, mm-hmm. a, a kind of a strong safety type, uh, hybrid safety linebacker slash linebacker guy out of Penn State uh, went undrafted. Um, came into camp and kind of surprised a little bit. So got a group, you know, beyond that as well to talk about. But let's start talking about uh, the top. And let's start with Quan- Quandary Diggs is, is the top. Yeah, let's he, do he, that. He genuinely is. Um, you know, came back last year with a big contract and um, didn't really live up to it for the first half of the season, struggled um, a bit, uh, then turned it on and was back to the guy that we remember from the year before and um played really well down the stretch and is i mean i don't have any any issues with quandary Diggs going forward as a starter he's um a very good free safety yeah it looked like he was still favoring that leg last year did he came back slightly too soon i mean maybe that's just me uh he played that way though he played conservative mm-hmm. slow avoiding contact a little bit um he's he's a smaller guy five nine two hundred pounds not terribly small but small enough Four, five, six, forty, not terribly fast, but very instinctive. Just knows where to be in the defense, knows where everyone else should be. Um, he's very confident in that way. It's interesting that uh one of the things I noticed about Quandre Diggs is that he really covers for a lot of the missteps that the corners have uh in this team. And you had some young corners last year. And yeah, there were a lot of missteps. And he seems he wants to make sure that he's covering for those guys. And so he uh kind of gets out of his own responsibilities sometimes to kind of um take a couple steps in a certain direction. Uh but other than that, I thought he played really well. Fifty six solo tackles, a bunch of uh assist sack uh tackles uh, beyond that, four interceptions, overall seventy three point four grade out of pro football focus. I really all, like Wendry Diggs. A lot of that production came in the second half of the season. I, I agree with you. I, I think athletically he was fine, but a lot of coming back from an injury like that is mental. And you just don't trust the knee quite as much as you should. And I think he was dealing with that a little bit throughout the season until, you know, everything just kind of clicked for him and it yeah. looked really good down the stretch. So um, I'm excited to have him back at full strength and, and, and to get another year with him. Cause, um, he was resigned for a reason and, and at, at the contract level that he is, they're paying him 18 million a year. Yeah. That's a lot of money for a safety, Yeah, but he's shown to be worth it. And I think that is the thing that, that is most notable about, um, about Quandary Diggs. Yeah, thirteen point five of that is guaranteed. It's just a, it's a, it's a big sum to pay Quandre Diggs. I like Quandre Diggs. <clears throat> I think that you know he's probably a top. He's definitely a top ten safety for me in this league. Um, could we upgrade that position at some point? Well, he's he's not Earl Thomas level. He's not but, Earl Thomas, but okay, but you're nobody great, is. You're, you're judging him against one of the greatest safeties of all time. Yeah, and I get that. He had his issues in off the field and, um, 
you know, in the locker room with some with certain guys, especially after he left Seattle. But on the field, Earl Thomas is one of the greatest safeties. Yeah, and I'm not see. trying to throw digs under the bus. I think you're you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. No, I'm just saying like if that's the if that's the bar that you use to judge. Well, it's certainly um, not the bar. I mean, I'm realistic. Not as for anybody. you. I'm not for you. I'm talking. I'm talking more to our listeners. If if you're like, well, he's not as good as Earl Thomas. You know what? Find me a safety in the current NFL that's as good as Earl Thomas was in his prime. Find me one. You're not right. You may, you're probably not going to find one. What, what I was going to say is, is Quandary Diggs is the most steady uh, safety in the league. He's not spectacular at yep. any one thing, although he's got a hell of a ball skills. I mean, he's, he can play, he can mm-hmm. play and he, and he's a good quarterback for the defense on the back end. I mean, he really puts guys in a position to be successful and he gets after thing. those corners he's and makes sure those guys are successful. He's a captain and the, the that, can't be understated right you 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 have to recognize what he means to a really young defense um especially last year where it was him and that's it as far as veteran players there was no bobby wagner last year it was really just digs out there as yeah no jamal adams after half of a game either half a quarter um right yeah, and, so Quandre Diggs, yeah. I mean, to have him back there, you add, you know, we just completed a uh, a cornerback show uh, that, that just came out, and... Um, that, that is a you, really young group. Yeah, and you and you put Quandre Diggs in there, it really adds to the depth of that whole room because of their age, and, um, and, and guys come back in their second year, like Woolen and Jackson, you get digs now. He's a little bit more confident in those guys to be able to do their jobs. And the whole thing just kind of works better. And mm-hmm. I think we can look forward to that this year. Now, that's Quandre Diggs. Now, the other guy at the top, and I'll spend just a, a couple minutes on on Jamal Adams. Uh, and then I want to move on to Julian Love. This could be a whole show if we want to talk about Jamal Adams. Yeah, because you and I disagree a little bit. And, and, and I, it, but not much, not in the basics and the basics are the, are the, are the facts. And the facts of the matter are, is Jamal Adams has been unhealthy and hasn't played up to his uh, trade status. And it, it really kind of rubs contract. people the, the wrong way a little bit. And I get that. Yeah. Here's the, here's the deal though. When, and, and everything when, needs to have an asterisk when healthy, blah, 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 blah. When healthy, Jamal Adams is a really nice player for this defense and can be, depending on the way that they use him. Now, if you're going to have Jamal Adams go deep in coverage and be kind of the second too high safety with digs, he's not good at that. He just isn't. Is he great in the box, kind of coming off the edge, rushing the passer once in a while? Yeah, he's pretty darn good at that. And so I would like to see the team focus on using him that way. Here's the problem. Jamal Adams doesn't have the body to hold up on the type of player that they want him to be and the type of player instinctively that he is, which is a box safety. <clears throat> you know, if he was 6'2", 220 pounds, Cam Chancellor uh, mode, he would be a different type of player. But he's six, a little over six foot, 208 pounds, and he's got bad shoulders now, bad fingers, and a quadricep that was completely separated in his leg. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I don't know what what we're expecting from Jamal Adams. I don't think the team 
knows either. But here's the deal. All offseason, we talked about contracts. <clears throat> and Jamal Adams' big, huge contract, the largest contract on this team, was sitting out there. And we probably could have moved off of him. And we could have saved some money. I think it was about $8.5 million. But we had eat, eaten a ton of dead money. But yeah, if we would have moved off the, that contract. But at, with a June 1st, post-June 1st designation, you move off that contract, you gain a bunch of uh, cap space that you could use. Um, and honestly, what have you got from him in the last couple of years? You got a bunch of sacks in year one of the deal where he was terrible in coverage, but he gave you a bunch of sacks and that was worthwhile. Um, and then for the last two years, you've got nothing for your investment. And I get, you know, those injuries are unrelated. The the shoulder, fingers, quad are unrelated. The true, but the the trade is what it is. They overpaid. That sucks. The contract is what it is. They way overpaid. That sucks. I had to look at production. What has his production been during his time in Seattle, and what is that worth? He had he had half a good season his first year, and the last two years. They've got nothing from him. And you're holding a roster spot. (laughs) He's holding a roster spot and $18 million in cap space. And they've got nothing from him. He doesn't deserve a roster spot right now. Prove me wrong. Show me that you deserve a spot because you don't deserve one. The team disagrees with you. And I, I, it's not like I completely disagree with you. I think that you're right. He doesn't deserve it, but yet here he is. And uh, the team decided to hold on to that contract. They they haven't renegotiated it. <clears throat> I don't know exactly what's going on with Jamal. He's been rehabbing out of the facility in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's squishy language around his availability uh, this season. Jamal says, you know, he's going to be ready, blah, 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 in his, in his videos and so forth. Pete's a little bit more subdued, um, talks, you know, he's working hard. He's trying to get back, blah, 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 blah. We just don't have an answer now. Let's wait until we get to camp. Um, anytime you hear Pete start saying stuff like that, they just really don't think that Jamal Adams is going to be available, um, during, you know, for the first game. And if that's true, I, I would say let's move on because that's, but if he is going to be ready, let's give him another shot. Let's let's give it a shot. I think the defense could be good with him in it. Um, the, the question is, could be if, good without him in it. If if and, he's in it, then it brings up a whole bunch of roster questions about playing time and snap counts because you've got Julian Love, you've got Jarek Reed, you've got a couple of other uh, cornerbacks that kind of fit into a hybrid role where they're playing in the slot. That means where do you play Julian Love, uh, who deserves to start and and get significant snaps? Having Jamal Adams on this roster causes some issues and in a number you, of ways. Why did you get rid of Ryan Neal, who was a bargain for what he gave you? Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'll to, hold on, to hold on to a guy that's given you nothing for the last two years. The reason I think that they moved on from Ryan Neal is they do have jo- Julian Love, who they like and is a hybrid-type player who can play in the box when necessary can play in the slot, can also play in that high safety role for you. I think they moved so on they just, from, the, from Ryan Neal because um, 
he's not the greatest tackler. He's incredible in coverage for a safety. That's because he used to be a cornerback. Um, but he missed a bunch of tackles last year. And this was a team overall that was terrible at tacking, tackling. And some of that was, um, you know, came from linebacker issues and some of it came from Ryan Neal. So while he was fantastic in coverage, that's not the only thing a strong safety has to do. I think that's why they moved on from Ryan Neal and signed Julian Love is they wanted an upgrade in terms of that. Um, so getting back to Jamal Adams, <clears throat> this question will be answered, you know, sometime this year. I think, <clears throat> I think regardless of what happens, I think the team moves on from him next year. I could be wrong. You thought that uh, they would move on this year. I, I really did. They, I thought they might hold on to him and figure it out. And sure enough, they did. I don't agree with it necessarily just because of all the things we just talked about. Um, but he's still on the roster. So the Seahawks are going to bring him into camp if he's available. If he's not, that, that brings up a, a, a question to you. I am. And what are the cost implications for that? Um, <clears throat> if you're holding on to him, you're thinking he's going to be available in first game, second game, third game, then you're going to cut another player that could have had that roster spot. So it, it, it's a conundrum. And then if he is on the roster <clears throat> and he is able to take snaps, <clears throat> you've got three safeties plus a guy in Jerry Greed they really like, plus a whole bunch of issues out of the corner room that can play in the slot. You, you've got too many people. You've got too you've got many a, players that play the same position. You've got a lot of talent in the <clears throat> defensive backfield while at the same time you've got holes at middle linebacker and nose tackle. Yeah. Roster construction. That's 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 a toughie. That's tough. I mean, you get the players when you can get them, and you. Um, I like that they took best player available in the draft. It helped them build a couple positions of extreme str um, strength, but they still have a couple of weaknesses on this defense, and it's right up the middle. And Jamal Adams is part of that. If he's not going to be able to come in and play and play at an elite level then that's 18 million in cap space wasted. Well, we could have got back eight this year, but I, I see what you're saying. Okay. Let's talk about Julian Love, a player I really like played for New York, came over um, in free agency. I think the Seahawks were lucky to get him 5'11, 195 pounds, fourth round of 2019. Last year he had 80 tackles, a couple interceptions, overall grade 70. Uh, from Pro Football Focus. 80 uh, tackles is a lot for a safety. And a whole, that was just solo. A whole bunch of assists as well. The mm -hmm. <clears throat> the thing about Julian Love that you like is his leadership qualities, locker room presence, and the fact that he can be a Swiss Army knife for your defense. Kind of like Jamal Adams. Only Julian Love has a history of staying healthy. And he Julian can Love all can over the place. And Julian Love can cover. Julian Love can cover. He's physical. He's a he's he's just all around a great a great mm -hmm. player. Perfect fit for this defense. So I really like Julian Love um, and that signing. I think it was one of the best value signings the Seahawks have had in a couple of years. One of the things that got me about this because at first I was like they signed Love, they paid him when Ryan Neal's sitting there for the Sam or for cheaper and was a very good player for them last yeah, year. Yeah, but Julian Why? Love, they only gave Julian Love 3.9 million. I mean, that's yeah. not a huge thing for the value that he brings. It's not this. what it comes what but what you what what got me with this 
is that 80 some tackles. That is a lot for a safety. And you know why it was a lot for a safety? Because he doesn't miss tackles. And that was the one rub on Ryan Neal. He was great in coverage. He was great at a bunch of things, but he missed a bunch of tackles. Julian Love doesn't do that. And they've upgraded in a in a way that this team needed to upgrade. They needed to miss fewer tackles. Yep. That's, that's why true. Cody that's Barton, so true. That's why Cody Barton's gone, and it's why Ryan Neal's gone. And Julian Love offers you a similar quality as Ryan Neal, but he won't miss tackles. And and so overall, that's why they, they that's why they made that move. Um, can he get on the field? If Jamal Adams is healthy. Oh, uh, yes. You don't sit a player like Julian Love, Keith. You just don't. I mean, the guy shows up on film. I don't know if you've taken a chance to, to I have, look at him, I, but I you have. don't sit a player like Julian Love. So you're playing him, you know, in the slot. In or, the slot. Yeah. And so then where and, does Witherspoon go? And you're remind, you know, and you're, um, you know, rotating him. You're pulling, um, Adams off the field at times when you don't. That means Adams truly becomes like a rover guy that only rushes the pass or for you. Yeah. So you're, 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 you're taking your $18 million a year safety and, and reducing him to a role player. Um, I mean, it's a good problem to have in that you've got so much talent at defensive back, but at the same time, like you get, how do you get all these guys on the field? You can't it's play a, it's, dime it's every day. Yeah, no, it's going to be a problem. I think that, you know, having Jamal Adams on this team when we had a 4-3 made more sense. Jamal Adams almost re- plays a will linebacker role in, mm-hmm. in, in a sense. Um, and and there might be a spot Adams for him. Doesn't like that. make a lot of, doesn't make a lot of sense on this roster. It doesn't. He I agree. Really doesn't make a lot of sense on this roster. You've got Love who needs to play. You've got Diggs that deserves to play. He's a great player. You've got young players. You've got a lot of corners, including young players, that need playing time. I don't yeah. see the value. And, that, and that's that's just me. I don't see $18 million worth of value out of Jamal Adams. I don't see eight. And out of all the group, you know, we talked about corners last show. We're talking about safeties out of all these guys. There's no roster stashes available. There's, there's no injuries that are going to prevent these guys from, you know, except for Jamal, um, that are going to keep these guys, you know, and the next guy I want to talk about is Jarek Reed, you know, as another player that you talked about that needs that, that according to all reports is exceeding expectations. They love him. They like the way that he plays. He's kind of a, um, cool story. Cool story, but he's he's mature beyond his years. He works hard. He's overcome adversity. Um, you know, he's he's got um, a lot of experience. Started all twelve games in twenty twenty one. Same in twenty twenty two. Production uh, was you know equal in both years. Uh, good awareness, high football IQ, um, good production, route recognition, all that kind of stuff. They're excited to have him. In, even though he's drafted in the sixth round, they valued him higher than that. Yeah. I mean, this is, they, they believe that they found a guy in the sixth round who could, uh, Quandary Diggs was a fifth round pick, right? Um, 
and has shown to be much a much better player than your typical fifth round pick. And they're um, almost the same size. Yeah, and what you've got in um in in Jarek Reed is a guy that they believe like very strongly is another Jamal or uh, I'm sorry another um Quandre Diggs. A guy that's a lower round draft pick but has the potential because of football smarts more than athleticism to be a very very good player in this league. We'll see. Yeah. He's got a lot he's got a lot to prove. I mean, he does. Um Will he get a chance to prove it? I don't know. That's the hard part. Um it was also hard to see Ryan Neal ever giving a chance getting a chance to play. And he stuck around 2 years on the practice squad before he got his first real playing time. Um and he got a chance to show it and then, you know, got a decent contract out of it. Um I don't know if, if it's going to take that long with Reed. I think he has an opportunity to show it. The team's going to have to figure out what they've got in him and decide if he is worth letting one of their $18 million a year safeties go. Maybe not this year, but next year. Um, and he's got to prove that he's, he's worth the spot. Um, and his draft position says no. But the team, the way they talked about him and the way the the area scout that pounded the table for this guy. Um, just he, he, a guy put his reputation on the line. Within the scouting department for this guy, that to me. Uh, I'm I'm giving this guy a shot, I'm. I am reserving judgment. I'm not going to be like, eh, he doesn't have a chance because of the depth over him. If a guy puts his his reputation, his career reputation on the line to pound the table for a, a sixth-round draft pick, um, who am I, to, who am I to, to, to prejudge? Get out there and play and let me see. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I've, I've never seen a, a guy that late in the round or that late in the draft get so much attention from a scout where he was just adamant. This guy had to be a Seahawk. Yeah, absolutely. But I got one more player to talk about. I mean, there's, there's a couple, but I've got one more guy that the team really likes and he's just come out of nowhere. And it's Jonathan Sutherland. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of a hybrid safety linebacker guy went under undrafted out of Penn state, five eleven, two 202 pounds, four, five, five forty. not spectacular speed by any means, but he's a box safety type and of course, special teamer at Penn state team loves him. Pete Carroll raved about this guy. He doesn't talk about undrafted guys very often, especially this time of the year. Not uh, but they talk about Jonathan Sutherland as a yep. as a kind of a guy that's going to make the roster. That's the way they talk about it, which this is, is a guy, crazy. They, they've had plenty of guys that, especially safeties, that never saw the field as a safety, um, but they would trade fifth and sixth round picks to random teams in order to get a guy during cutdown because they could play special teams. Now they got a guy. They don't have to trade a pick to go get a guy that can play special teams. They just got one. He just shows up um, as an undrafted. This is the type of player that 
always frustrated me when I was covering this team. Um, because you're like, where's the value? He will never see the field as in, in his, that position. But the team always loved him. And it took me a while to understand the value of guys like this. Yes. Which guys is why we're that, doing a special team show next. Yeah. Because this is a guy that makes the roster because he can cover on special teams, because he can get downfield and make a tackle in a way that other guys just simply can't. It's the Nick Ballors of the world that, that don't belong on a football field on defense, but look fantastic as a special teams player. And that's who Jonathan Sutherland is. Yeah. yeah and maybe he develops into a guy that can also play safety. Who yes. knows? At this point, it's it's safe to assume that's not who he is, but we know he can play uh, on special teams, and that there's so much value in that to Seattle. But you've only got 53 spots on a roster. That's you've already got thing. your special teams captain in Nick Ballor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've probably you got have one other position. Guy? Yeah, you well, have you just another guy that doesn't have a job except for special teams. And you talked about a cornerback in our cornerback show where he, well, he plays special teams, an undrafted guy coming in, mm-hmm. um, in that same, same way. Yeah. And there's only one or two guys on, on a roster every year that make the team just because of special teams and they'll never see the field on, uh, in a position group. Um, so it, it'd be very interesting undrafted guy coming in. I mean, that's a big impression to make. The guy that's just going to make the team based on special teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they like him. So thought I would thought I would mention him, throw that out there. Joey Blount uh, is a guy that was hanging around the roster last year. He's been um, hanging around the roster for like three years. Has he? Does, I thought, no, go, no, no, no. He was undrafted last year, right? He was undrafted rookie free agent in 2022. All looking really. That's what but, I'm looking for right now. Okay, you look. I, I was under the end that he'd been around. He'd been on the practice squad for a couple of years, but maybe that's um, right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, he's he's, a, got, he's, he's got two years experience. Well, this is his second year. Okay. So he's a good he's he's a good player. I mean, he's a good player. He's um, a special he, teamer. He's a, he's he got a, some playing time last year. Um, when he's a free safety type. Yep. Yeah, when um. You know, Ryan Neal got got nicked up a little bit in the in there, and so Joey Blanc got got a few snaps uh, on defense and got a chance to get in there and play, and um, you know, didn't screw things up. <laughs> right. Which <laughs> it's hard to be like, uh, you know, but when you've got your um, your third string uh, safety in there because your first and second string are both hurt. Um, that's about what you want. You just don't want them to screw things up. And he didn't, he played, um, did his job. They got him off the field and got, um, Ryan Neal back in there. So, yeah, I would be shocked. Now, if you take a look at just free safeties, I think there's only one or two or, or possibly three on this 90 man roster that just play free safety. Julian loves a hybrid. He can go, you know, play both, but Joey Blount would be a guy and then Quandary Diggs, and then, you know, Morel Osling the third. Yeah, maybe maybe this guy, um, Morel Osling the third, six one one ninety five, um, out of UCLA, played a total of forty games over forty years, 
at both safety and corner. So he's got some scheme diversity to him. Guy has had a lot of um, opportunity to to play and take snaps at the college level. Mm-hmm. Just not a spectacular player. Has nope. a four five five forty. He's not athletic. A little bit slow. Um, but you know, Quandre Diggs ran a four five something out of college as rub. well. That was the rub on Quandre Diggs and why he fell to the fifth round. Yeah. Um, he's also five nine. Quandre Diggs is. Um, yeah. Uh, there's that. Julian Love can play both. Actually, Quandre Diggs can play both. That's and true. he played he played strong safety um in Detroit before coming to Seattle. Uh Seattle saw him as a free safety and they used him there. But then there there have been times, um, I think the last two games, not this season, uh not, not this last season, but the season before, after a bunch of injuries, um, they actually moved Quandre Diggs to strong safety and played um one of the guys they cut last year and didn't make the roster coming out of camp um, at free safety. Um, the guy they traded to the Eagles and then got later got traded again. Um, yeah, the guy uh, from Oregon. I can't remember his name right now. Yeah. Um, and, and they moved Diggs to, to Strong City. He is a, he's a hybrid. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, Diggs actually, as much as we see him as a strong safety because he's been a starter at strong safety his time in Seattle, he's a hybrid guy that can play both the same way that Julian Love can. That's part of the reason why I really like, I like the Julian Love si- signing because now you've got two hybrids and so you can line them up parallel pre-snap and rotate one down and run one up and it doesn't have to be predictable. Um, whereas if, even if you're going to try that with Jamal Adams, you know that Jamal Adams is rotating down into the box every single time um, and not digs. So you can, like I said, you can just line them up that way, but everyone knows what you're going to do. Um, with love in there with digs now you have the option you can you can rotate either guy down in and i like that cool morel ostling the third who knows what we've got there just a name right now camp body ty okada 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 Mm -hmm. 511 200 pounds out of montana state uh tested really well 44440 um but uh the film is is a little rough So they just bring him in to have a closer look. Christian Young is a guy that is an interesting uh, guy on this list. He's a high weight speed prospect. He's 6'1", 228 pounds. And rumor has it that he's, he can play linebacker, but teams got him listed as a box safety, played box safety in college. And we'll see. I mean, athletically, he could be a well. Um, six one two twenty eight. Put on um, a couple more pounds. You got and and he's a linebacker, but he runs like a safety. Guy's got mm-hmm. a lot of speed. Which guy that's that size with a lot of speed that screams special teams. Yes, right. Me. And if he doesn't make the roster as a special teams guy, it's very possible he hits the practice squad and gets a call up for his opportunity to play special teams and eventually has a chance to, you know, pull a Ryan Neal and get off the practice squad and onto the roster and then get a chance to play. You get elite athletic testing numbers, like the last two guys um, that we've talked about. Don't count them out because they're undrafted. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 
this is a name I'm going to keep track of because of that size, height, weight, speed thing. It's just, yep. it's, it's, it's enticing, but he's kind of a man without a position. Yes. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. That's it. That's my list. Nope. That's it. Um, it's a good group. It really is. There's, there's some, some strength at the top. Um, there's some interesting names down in the bottom. There's maybe not the depth that you want <clears throat> unless you consider Jamal Adams part of that. Um, and then what if like, Jamal okay, Adams is healthy, three. Keith? What does this do to this group? Just dynamic wise, if he's Honestly, healthy and he demands snaps, what happens to this group? That's the problem. Is if he is healthy, does it does him being healthy make this a better defense? He is a fantastic individual it's guy. Hard who does, it's hard who to know. It's hard to know. Honestly, he does some things as well or better than any safety in the league. But what he doesn't do is traditional safety things like cover. Um, and yeah. and ultimately, when you look at what a, a safety's job is and what the defense needs as far as, you know, uh, reliability and individual assignments for each guy. Yes. I don't I mean. know if Jamal Adams makes this defense better. I mean, you want him healthy because he's, you're, they're paying him anyway. They might as well have him healthy. But basically, you want him in situations, and you want Julian Love to play a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, maybe, Jamal maybe Adams Jamal, would just be a pass rusher. Maybe Jamal Adams is the answer to the team's linebacker problems. And that they play basically a three-three um, instead of a three-four because they don't have that second middle linebacker at the moment, and so they go into a three-safety nickel with Jamal Adams down in the box. It'd be interesting if if all things are equal and Jamal Adams and and Devon Bush or or options for Clint Hurt if they go with Adams on the field and and pull Bush out, that mm-hmm. would be that would be the choice. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's get out of here. We're going to do a special teams uh, show uh, on our next show. We're going to take a look at the, at the, the kicker, the punter, the long snapper, but we're also going to take a holistic view of what special teams is, why it's a pillar of Pete Carroll's philosophy that he wants it to be just as equal as offense and defense. Um, when you're taking a look at a holistic approach as how you build the, the team so why it matters all that good stuff um that's it find keith on twitter at myers nfl you can find me at nwc hawk the show is seahawksplaybook.com uh go check out our youtube channel if you're not watching this now you're listening to the audio only we're on youtube uh search the show uh when you find it hit that subscribe button and make sure we're in your feed um for every show we put out so until next time go hawks go hawks Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.
Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.